Baron Miles, a Canadian Football Hall of Famer. How does that sound to you, Baron? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sounds great. Sounds T great. Tell me about how you found out about it. Um, it was uh, I was sitting at home with my son and uh, about to take him to uh, uh, to the doctors, and then uh, Mark called and said I'm a representative of the Hall of Fame, Canadian Hall of Fame, and uh, this year in 2018 you you're selected as, as a Hall of Famer. And I was like, hey, all right, great. That was all, you know. It was a great feeling. I'm not an emotional guy anyway, and I'm not too excited, too high, too low, but I was very excited, and I told him, I said, I know it don't sound like I sound excited, but I am excited, and uh, I'm very appreciative of it. Did you have any inclination it was coming? No, I had no information that it was coming. It was just a phone call, and all of a sudden, once he said from the Hall of Fame, then I was like, hey, maybe I got inducted. But until then, no, I didn't have a clue. I'm sure you've had some time to, to think about it a little bit. Just just the honor. What does the honor mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It means everything that I've gone through in my life, everything that I've my kids seen me do and my work ethic and things like that. Um, it was a great feeling. And um, it was just the, the fact that the work I put in, it, you know, I always wanted to be known as one of the, the, the top DBs in the league. When they, when anybody talks about being a DB, I want my name to come up. So it, it, it was a great, great honor, and uh, I'm very happy, and uh, I support the whole thing. Well, uh, mission accomplished on that front. Your name always seems to, to come up. <laughs> you are They do talk about the best uh, defensive backs in the Canadian Football League. You played 12 years, uh, started in Montreal, finished in B.C. Capsulize, if you can, in a couple of sentences or a couple of minutes, that great CFL career that you had. Um, phew, it was a whirlwind. I think uh, the fact that my rookie season coming in with veteran-laden DBs, um, on the on the uh, team, you know, the funny part about that one was, I looked at the roster once I signed with Montreal, and uh, guys was born like in '67, '68, and I'm sitting there going, "Hey, these some old guys. I I know I'm gonna make the team." And it turns out those same guys were great friends of mine now, great teammates, and I learned a lot from. But uh, that was a great way to start and nerve-wracking as well, especially going through a training camp like that um, with Dave Ritchie as the head coach. And I think uh, just just going through that and knowing that, hey, I got a long haul to go, especially being an undersized DB. I just had to go out and do my job and play the way I know how to play, and that's to go get the ball. And I think um, that carried over from year to year um, with doubt. Everyone saying, "Oh, he can't, he can't do it a sophomore season," and then you do it. Oh, he won't be able to do it again. Oh, he won't be able to last. And I tend to reinvent myself each and every year, and uh, it just carried over. And 12 years later, I was still doing the same thing when I ended my career. So uh, I was very fortunate and blessed to have uh, great teammates and uh, great coaches in, along the process to push me to make sure I was doing the correct things and to guide me into doing the great things. 
you mentioned it was go get the ball was kind of your motto. You did that better than anybody else, almost. <laughs> Les Brown had is the only guy who's got more interceptions than you in CFL history. You finished your career with 66, tied with the great Larry Highbaugh. Uh, Brown uh, finished with 87. Talk to me about that attitude and why it seemed so, I don't know if easy is the right word or not, but why it seemed so easy for you to go out and get that football game in and game out. <laughs> it was it was something that I, I I did. It was something that I I knew I could do very well. Um, the funny part about that, Les, uh, Les Brown was the guest coach uh, my rookie year in Montreal, so I heard it from him every day. Um, and I also he's saying, "Hey, uh, you gonna break my record one day?" And that's all he kept saying. I still didn't know at the time. I didn't know what his record was. I just knew he had a lot of interceptions and. Um, as I got my career going and and it just I like started looking up his stats and going eighty seven, that's it, man, that's a lot. It's gonna be a long haul. So, um it it was just a fun thing to do. Guys can't do it. Guys have a hard time doing it. And for me, it was just something I had to hang my hat on because I was in a six two corner running a four three or whatever. So I had to I had to push myself a different way, and for me to go get the ball, that's how I kept I kept the job. Another way that you go get the ball is on is on kicks. You uh, blocked more kicks in the Canadian <laughs> Football League history than anybody else. Thirteen times you blocked kicks. Uh, that just seemed to be an extension of being a defensive back when you're on special teams. The motto was still the same: just go get the ball. It was. It was. It was go get the ball. I mean, I had a knack for it. I did it in college as well. And I think um, people take it for granted. Do something. You got to want to go do something, and that's something I want to do. I love scheming and coming up with different things to beat people. And I think uh, me doing that, they uh, the punt teams try to come up with different schemes to block me, and I love beating it and seeing it like that. Okay, yeah. And and I love going against those guys and day in, day out. As I got older, it was kind of tough because I hated playing against Saskatchewan. They had two of them, two monsters in the, at guard and tackle, and I was just like, oh, I don't hate to go against those two guys. But I beat them as well, but it was still tough. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun to do. I look forward to trying to scheme up and trying to go block kicks. Uh, you uh, played 12 years in the CFL. You retired as a BC Lion. Uh did did you feel you had something left when you retired? I know there was an opportunity to go into the coaching ranks with the Lions at that time. Is that what pushed you into retirement? Um, I think so. I think the year before that, actually, um, I might have had an opportunity. I interviewed a little bit for the Nebraska TV job, and I was like, hey, if I'm actually interviewing thinking, you know, I can go coach now instead of playing, I was like, all right, it's about that time for me to, to – call it a quit and and move forward and I ended up playing that season doing pretty well in the next season I think all right guys are too young I don't really hang out with them anymore and you know I'm kind of separating myself a little bit more and I knew okay maybe I play one more season I wasn't gonna play anymore after that and Wally had a coaching opportunity for me so I was like all right I'll just coach and I go from there but I think I had one more season in me and um, I think all I wanted really was to get one more interception. Then I'd have been in second by myself. So if I want to be honest, I probably want to just get one more interception and call it a day. But I knew it, my time was coming. So 
All right. Uh, talking with Eskimo defensive back coach Baron Miles, who today has been named to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Tell me about your first taste of Canadian football. You went to Nebraska. You, you went to the Pittsburgh Steelers training camp, and I think uh, you got injured in a preseason game with the Steelers, right? And that ended up going to the NFL Europe for a while. When did Canadian football become a uh, 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 part of your life, and how did it become a part of your life? And when did you make the decision that saying, "Yeah, I'm going to go north and see what it's like"? Um, I was in uh, Pillar, Iowa. Um, it's a Pillar is a um, there they have a company Pillar Windows, and it's in Iowa. And I interviewed for it. You know, I had a connection from Nebraska, and I was like, after my stint with NFL Europe and stuff like that and Pittsburgh releasing me again for the third time. Uh, I was interviewing for like day-to-day life after football and I was interviewing for at Pillar Windows in Iowa and I was on my interview process and uh, like three arena teams called me and offered me contracts and things like that and then um, like later on that evening I was in the hotel room waiting and then Jim Pop called and said, uh, you know, we'd like to offer you a contract uh, to come play in the CFL with Dave Ritchie. And finding out later that Dave Ritchie wanted me to come in BC when I graduated high school, I mean college in 95. But I got, I got drafted by Pittsburgh then. So he had to wait three years and he ended up going. He was, Dave Ritchie was the head coach in BC at the time. And then in 95, and then three years later, he ended up being the head coach in Montreal. So him and Jim Pop, they figured out, hey, we like this kid. He's available. Let's go get him. And how I came up to uh, Montreal, and that was my first stint with the CFL. Now, he told me that um, there was open jobs for for the position in the secondary. And when I got there, shoot, they had all returning starters plus two backups. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to make the team? You got your whole secondary back. So I just put my head down and said, hey, I want to be considered one of the best. I got to make the team. So I went out and did what I was supposed to do and uh, made the team. And that was the training camp you met Les Brown, right? That is the training camp I met Les Brown, yeah. Because after that, yeah, Les Brown was like, you have to stop throwing at this boy because uh, y'all helping him make the team. And I think every every day he always said he said he said he's getting to pick every every practice. So he said in his two a day practice, normal, you know, grinding out two a day practices. He said he's getting to pick a practice. How do y'all keep throwing at him? And so that's how I got I made the team. And Tracy Ham challenged me every day. He said I'm throwing at you every day. I'm either gonna get you cut or you're gonna make the team. So I appreciate it. Uh, you, you talk. You, you've dropped a couple of names of guys you played with a little bit. Uh, as you look back over the over your playing career, who's who are the names of the teammates that really meant a lot to you that pop up? Um, my my closest guy is uh, Anthony. Me and Anthony, he came into Montreal at the same time I did, even though he was playing in the CFL longer. Um, but in '98, that's when he made the move from Hamilton to Montreal. Um, once we made, I made the team and things like that, we kind of lived close to each other. We kept part the bus and everything and we pushed each other. We challenged each other. And I mean, he's a great competitor and I hated to lose and I was a competitor. And for him, 
and and I to work that close together and him being a quarterback, um, that was that was a unique fit for us. Um, a lot of guys, Tracy Ham, uh, Mike Pringle, uh, Alfred Payton, who uh, Uzumo, KK, I mean, all these guys, they had like a work ethic. They had a competitive edge. They wasn't going to lose. And either you got on board or you got left behind. And that's that was the mentality. I'm not going to help drag, hold your hand and feed you or whatever like that. It was you better come to play. I mean, in secondary, Irv Smith, Lester, uh, Lester Smith, Doug Kraft, those, all these guys in our secondary, Irv Smith, I mean, these guys in the secondary, we called each other every single day, especially in Montreal. I mean, that's, that's how I learned. Harold Nash, I can't believe I did Harold Nash. I mean, I actually took Harold's position. Harold helped me every day to learn how to cover the waggle. Because he stayed at the line of scrimmage, he's like, "Hey man, learn your craft, do what you could do, and then work your way into it." And he stayed with me the whole time, even though he knew they was grooming me to take his position. So um, to learn to be a pro that well, and he's saying, "If you're better than me, you're better than me," and there's nothing I could do. We're gonna have a great team, and we're gonna uh, move on from there. And I try to take that. I took that with me as I played and as I taught younger guys coming in under me, I said, I'm teaching you to take my position because if you're better than me, we got a pretty good team and you're pretty good if you're going to beat me out. So that's the way my attitude was. And from guys like that, I I had a lot of great guys that I I, I had to play with. You mentioned the first guy you mentioned was Anthony Calvillo. It's kind of neat how after the playing careers, you now go head-to-head in coaching careers, he's now with Toronto as their quarterback's coach and your DB's coach with the Eskimos, and uh, the battle continues. <laughs> yeah, the battle continues. He, uh, yeah, we we talk all the way, at least now, the difference is as him being a coach, he'll talk to me before the game. Normally, when, as players, um, he would never speak to me before the game um, for some reason or another. It's, I guess, his, his ritual. And, um, at least now, as a coach, he still comes up and talks to me before the game, which is a good switch. So it's kind of neat that way. It's funny, you know, you go back way back to that phone call from Jim Pop in in, in the the 90s, and, and here we are 20 years later. The, the Canadian football's been pretty good to you. Uh, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you're second overall in interceptions. You're first in block kicks. You've got uh, four great cup rings, two as, a, two as a player, two as a coach. It's funny how one one phone call can really shape your career, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's 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 amazing. I think um looking back um in ninety eight, my first year in the league, I was up for rookie of the year and um we had the the Great Cup was in Winnipeg that year and we had the award show and everything like that and I, I lost to Mohammed um a corner and I was playing halfback. So it we were staying at the Delta Hotel um by the Elephant Castle. And 20 years later, I'm getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I'm staying at the Delta Hotel next to the Elephant Castle um, underneath it. And, you know, I told my wife, I said, can you believe this? I started my career as rookie of the year in the East, and then here I am now getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, staying at the same hotel. So it's fitting that, you know, where I started, I'm kind of ending on a good note 
in the same fashion. So it, it was that stuff. I started thinking about different things and putting them in perspective that way. Excellent. Uh, Baron Miles, thanks so much for your time. And once again, uh, congratulations on, on the honor today being named to the Canadian Football uh, Hall of Fame. Certainly well-earned and well-deserved. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.